wait, no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest, and sometimes not greatest of all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to this show wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube at Badbit Games. And if you like us, please hit a or please drop us a five star review on iTunes. And if you really, really like us, you could drop us a buck at patreon.com slash badbit. But with all that said, and with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host whoever is and for whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? What a loaded question in today's <laughs> times. How am I? Uh, less yep. crying today. Yeah, it's still pretty sad. It's been a week, but you know that I think I think everyone that has logic and common mm-hmm. sense on their side mm-hmm. and actually has a heart. Or I the same way. am right there with you. Yeah, yeah. and you. that other voice you may be hearing is Mr. Emmett Watkins Jr. Hello, sir. How are you? Where are you from? Uh, well, you know, I'm hailing from. Ooh. I'm hailing from Decula, Georgia, mm-hmm. suburbs of Atlanta, where you've probably seen a lot of things popping <laughs> yeah, off in the a, last few days. It's been, a, it's been an um, event, yeah. Yeah, it's been an event. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you hit me up to get on the show this week, because uh, it's definitely, it's an interesting time for folks who, I mean, for audio listeners, I am a black man, so it's an interesting time for us right now. I don't know if we want to go ahead and uh, rip the bandaid off well, now, or if we want to. Real talk. Yeah, when I say time. where you're from, I mean your 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 organization, VGU, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. VGU.tv. That's the site I write about. God, the real world is encroaching on the entertainment stuff. Um, but yeah, VGU.tv. That's where I do all my stuff. I do the Players Club podcast. I host that up there with uh, Alan Muir, and I just got to the kind of middle section of uh keeping it 100 which is a uh podcast where i rank my top 100 games of all time i just finished the sorting and i'm working on a big video finale to release that final rank list What's so number that'll be coming this summer it's a sneak preview you know what you suck you know what i will tell you you know what i will yeah. just say a random name <laughs> of a game at some point in the show and then it'll be number 74 because i have to pull it up <laughs> so with that game um you know it has been a week. It's been a frustrating week. It's, it, it's, this one's a rough one. I've been trying to like figure out throughout this whole entire week of like, how do we start this show? Um, what do we do? Because oftentimes it seems like nowadays where we're a video game podcast, right? This is where you go to escape, where we go and talk about PlayStation and one way or the other, it's some, it's sometimes we just see that, real world events encroach on our pastime and you know it's just rough it's just something that there's no way you can't talk about it so what we're going to do uh if you know if you don't want to hear if you don't want to hear it and you just gotta go joe i just want the gaming news link in the description there's a timestamp for you because i i totally understand it you know it's dark times indeed and I feel like this dialogue needs to happen, though. So instead of, you know, we're going to be talking about the PlayStation 5 uh, uh, event being canceled. We're going to be talking about Last of Us Part Two accessibility features. We're going to be talking about the Humble Bundle uh, uh, awesomeness that, that we're going to we're about to see. Uh, Infinity Ward curbing down on racism and all that. But before we do, we usually have 
a little segment called What You've Been Playing. I feel like um, let's start with how you've been feeling. And I guess since I'm talking right now, I'll just take the floor for just a minute and just tell you how I'm feeling. Um, you know, it's interesting here because we have three different people from three different backgrounds. I'm a Hispanic man. I got my good buddy, Kyle Stevenson, who is a, a white. And we got Emmett here, who's who's a black man in America. And there's three different perspectives that I feel like it's important to share. And for me, you know, I, I put out a video on Bad Bit and I... I love to see all the support and the love that I've been getting from it. And I feel like there's a lot of people resonating with that. And the past few days, it's it's a weird feeling of I haven't been this sad since my grandpa died in 2015, but it's a different sadness. It's it's our it's a different type of hurt that I didn't know you could feel um, because I'm a Hispanic dude, but I could pass as white. You know, it's, I, I've, I haven't had to deal with a lot of prejudice, some for sure, but not a whole lot. I've been incredibly lucky. And the one thing that I said in this video, and I'll say right here is, you know, a few weeks, uh, a few weeks, a few years back, my mother was, was at like a, like a, like a ride at a pharmacy and she was going to pay for these drugs and it was a counterfeit bill. And, um, you know, they called the police, not because they thought it was my mother, but we got to solve this riddle, right? The policeman comes, they write a report. Everybody goes home with a weird story. No harm, no foul. And it has been on my mind since George Floyd of, would that have been different if she was black? I can't say for certain, you know, it's, it's the frustration that I see. And I, I want to just, you know, say this though. I'm deeply sad there's also brief moments of, of beauty in all this where like, I, I know it sounds weird, but like I saw Spider-Man at one of like the events and I started fucking crying. Yeah. yeah I saw that was, video. It was, yeah, it was beautiful yeah. to see that like, you know, under the mat, everybody could wear the mask moment and you see this crowd of people, they're, they're black, white, Hispanic, you know, it's, it's the color of the fucking rainbow. And, you're seeing people fighting for people and fighting for love. And that is the thing that makes me happy. And I tried my best to avoid when I see the president hold a Bible backwards um, in front of a, a boarded up church. And when people are like, is that your Bible? And he's just like, uh, it's a Bible. Uh, it has many pages. A lot of them <laughs> great pages. I would like to say they're the best pages. I, I can't. I can't with it anymore, guys. You know, we're in this together, red mm -hmm. or blue, black or white. We're in this together. We need to solve. We need to solve this. We're at a tipping point and it can't be ignored anymore. With with yeah, that, I concur. Emmett, you have the floor, sir. As an African-American in this country, man, what's what's the feeling? Mm -hmm. The feeling is when all this originally, you know, popped off on a public stage, uh, you know, it, it, the first thing I felt was just tired where yes, tired of the fact that this is still going on, but tired of the fact that, you know, the first person we've been doing these protests whenever, you know, there's another police murder. We've been doing this for a long time. The first one that I can recall in my existence is uh, uh, Trayvon Martin back in 2012. That's like the big one where I think this, 
whole movement and this whole concept kind of really shot off mm-hmm. in my relevant lifetime um, or relevant memory. Um, but it's, it felt so like tiring because it's like, ah, we're doing this again. Well, what's different about this time that is going to lead to a different outcome than 2012 or back when Sandra Bland died or back when all these other names died. And I was really exhausted because I was like, are we going to do this again? And then stop talking about it in a week. But there's been, it's different now. There's something changing. I don't know if it's just the fact that a lot of us aren't even at work, so we can actually hit the streets and where a lot of us are at home and we're having to focus our our face on this longer than we ever had been. But the the air there's something different in the air right now. And the fact that all these companies are not just, you know, moving their release dates or moving their announcement dates in response to this, but also putting their money where their mouth is, like you know, we, I don't know if y'all mentioned it. Well, I guess it, it, it happened during this week. So um, companies like EA are putting up a million dollars to kind of mm-hmm. help with the funds here. Um, some companies, Lego's given like $4 million, which is just insane. Um, and they're, and it's more Shout than just, Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. Ooh, I ben and Jerry's, the they had a really fire, great response. And I, I need to read that statement. They, oh, yeah. okay. you need to see it. Yeah. They got specific and, it, and, Something that I kind of want to reflect because I was listening to uh, over at the folks uh, over at Spawn on Me, the Khalif Adams uh, podcast, they had a very special episode once all this was really breaking off. And um, Blessing Jr. was on there. Of course, we know him kind of funny. And exactly. Yeah, he uh, he said something that I really related to, to where when you're when you're black, unless you're in other black circles, you don't really you don't really address the fucked up shit about yeah. being black. It's it's one of those things where it's in the background and we and everyone knows it's there, but it's not something you subconsciously address and it's not something that you feel like needs to be at the forefront of everything. So you kind of suppress that. And I'm definitely guilty of that. But Blessing was saying that all of this kind of made him feel like he can feel yeah. again and be a little bit more, you know, yeah, vulnerable, but more just point blank and point and just forward about all this stuff because it's it's something that's literally always on my mind. Like you know, just not just how police treat people, not just how police treat people, um, black people, but how like the whole prison system is formed around that, and how you know people weaponize that fear who aren't police officers, and you know what. I forgot the lady who was in Central Park calling Karen, the cops on yeah. the bird watcher, but um, <laughs> yeah, whoever, whoever she Amy was. Cooper? Yeah, yeah. Amy, Amy Cooper, Cooper, I think, is it. But yeah, just things like that. Like, that's something that is constantly on my mind. And that's like one of my, you know, biggest concerns about just myself and, you know, my family and stuff. So that's, it, it's just nice to see, especially on that Spawnomy episode where. We can not just talk about the fact that it's happening, but we can like be very like we're angry as well. Like the tiredness yeah. was the initial feeling and then the anger came. But now I'm getting to a point where now that I see everyone else is as pissed off as me, not just the black people and not just the people who are, you know, other minorities, but 
everyone, like from corporate down to the individual, it is shaking everybody. And I do think that some of that is due to the president straight up standing in opposition of a lot of this change. But um, in any case, I'm really glad to see that people are coming together, at least on my feeds. I'm sure, you know, you go to you go to the right place. You'll see the wrong people. It's this thing of like, you saw Mm -hmm. we we got tens of thousands of people around the world. And I have not seen the MAGA people uh, that Trump claim are so nice. Like, there's a photo of, like, three dudes on, at, on sitting on the roof of a GameStop. Like, we're protecting the looters. And then you yeah, look outside, that. they're like, no one's fucking here, you idiots. Like, it's, it is it is so few. And I think it gets magnified on social mm-hmm. media because um, because a lot of it's just bots. A lot of it's, I think, just fake bullshit. That convinces old people, and mm-hmm. and it ain't convincing us anymore. Yeah. Thank you so much, dude, for sharing that. Yeah, uh, Kyle, Blackout Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I learned of this hashtag when you told me of it. Yeah, and you mm-hmm. know, it, it was supposed to be this thing of like, hey, everybody, we're tired of telling you about four hundred years of systematic racism. Fucking read it about it yourself and educate yourself mm-hmm. and listen exactly. to black voices. Uh, as a as a white man in this country, um, you have a lot of privilege, you son of a bitch. What is? <laughs> I love you. What is the? What are the things that you've learned? Yeah, what are the things right. that you've heard? The biggest thing that I've learned is that <clears throat> we just have to listen. We we can't. God, I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. I know it's emotional. Yeah. yeah. I love you. Yeah, ditto. I love you too. Love you too. Oh, ditto. We said it at the same time. Anyway. <laughs> oh boy. Man. I I Emmett touched on it a little bit before where this has happened before, right? Yeah. But it goes away in a week, two weeks, whatever. And I think that is the biggest issue. We can't treat it like it's flavor of the week. Mm-hmm. Because that's why we're in this situation as of now. We got to really put our foots down, put our money where our mouth is, and support our black community, our brothers and sisters. It's mm-hmm. it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, and I'm, I'm I hate that it's come to this. I hate that I have to worry about all my friends in the black community out there who are going to protest and seeing how police are treating them, even though they are peacefully protesting, and it's. It breaks my heart. I worry about my nieces who are half black and growing up in all of this. Like it's it's a lot, man. Yeah. Um but I'm going to do my best to be a better ally, to support everybody, uh read as much as I can of how to be a a good ally and I'm taking part in I can't remember the full name of it, but it's the uh the month long June initiative. Where every day yeah. you read a little bit about Black history and what it, what it's like to be it's Black good. in America. Um, I'll find the link. I'll give it to Joe. Yeah. We can put it in the description because it's mm-hmm. it's yeah. definitely it needs to be done. So I, I think my biggest thing is to not don't be silent anymore. Yeah. You can't mm-hmm. you can't stand by. You can't you can't rely on people like Al Emmett. People like the wonderful people at that Spawn Me uh, podcast, which was fantastic. To yeah. teach us 
we need to go out there and do it ourselves and be the change that needs that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Full, yeah. Full stop. And, and if you're not and, with that, then I don't, you're a lost cause. I, I don't know what to tell you. And very quickly, I do just want to say that I, I know you, I, I know tensions are high and I do appreciate you, you know, that shows that you care, you know, the emotions yeah, you're showing yeah. right now, but I just want people to understand, hold on to that. Like that, that pain yes. that we're all feeling right now, that hurt, yeah. mm-hmm. that disbelief, that outrage, all those negative feelings that we're getting from this moment, hold on to that. Cause that's going to be the fire to light the to light the candle of change i don't know yeah um but yeah that that's important so yes i know it's we're gonna talk about video games in just a second here and it's all happy fun times but do not let the tragedy and the sadness and the just horribleness of it all fade away you want to hold on to that feeling that you know kyle is portraying right here if you do feel that way hold on to it because that's gonna that's going to help us so much in the long yeah. run. So yeah, let's keep up the fight for as long as we can. Thank you guys so much. Absolutely. And Kyle, thank you, thank you, you for 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 that. Yeah, it is about listening. Thank mm-hmm. you Emmett for sharing your experiences and thank you who's listening um for letting us kind of vent. It's it's been a week and um and there's still more to come and yeah, we're going to hold on to this passion. We're going to hold on to this energy. Uh come November, we're going to make some fucking change happen, folks. I truly believe that in my heart of hearts. We're going to... Amen. <sighs> As Killer Mike said, we're bullying at the booth. I fucking love Killer Mike so much. And you know what? Amen. Kyle, are you ready to square up the news? I am ready. Let's do this. Because you know what? We got we, we got that heart out. Now it's on to the sad stuff, but it's really, it's just games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The PS5 reveal delayed. The statement reads, We have decided to postpone the PlayStation 5 event scheduled for June 4th. While we understand gamers worldwide are excited to see PS5 games, we do not feel that right now is a time for celebration, and for now, we want to stand back and allow more important voices to be heard. So that's a statement out of uh, out of Sony. Uh, that's why we're talking about this event right here right now, right? They wanted us to start talking having that dialogue and i'm really glad we did um it's also super awesome to see and this isn't getting reported on a lot but i've seen a lot of like creative directors or just devs in general working at sony at playstation um going and donating to black lives matter which link down below uh and and playstation matching those donations Mm-hmm. Which is really awesome to see that, like, yeah, at the end of the day, wh- what's five grand to Sony? You know what I mean? But it's it is that that thing of like we hear you and we're with you more than more than the money is, and that and that's really fucking awesome to see. Emmett, the, the one of the main reasons I had you on here today is you had a tweet out of just like, man, this week has sucked, and this was the only thing I was looking forward to, yeah. and now it's gone. And we saw a lot of people, you know, disappointed. Some people just racist about it, uh, you know, but I understand the disappointment. What are your thoughts now, now that, you know, today would have been the day we, we saw the PS5. Are, are you still a little bit disappointed or, or have those feelings evolved? I mean, it's it's less on my radar now. That's the thing where 
it's about the anticipation. I was really anticipating this announcement. I was really anticipating all the new games and stuff. Like straight up over at VGU, we were planning. I was planning on streaming my reaction to it, and we were gonna push our podcast recording back to after that event, and we were just gonna have the whole thing roll over. But um, now that it's pushed back, and honestly, once it got pushed back, yes, that day I was low key devastated. I was like, man, I've had the, I've had to have my mind on current events so much for so long and all of these things that have already been in my mind are at the forefront i was really looking forward to something else being at the forefront of my mind if only for like a couple hours but now that it's pushed back and now that we're a couple days removed from that initial sting i can i can live with it man like yes i i'm excited for the ps5 and i'm excited to see what's new but there's still plenty of games I'm playing right now. There's still plenty of other things to be excited about. I'm I'm excited about the change that's about to pop off in America if 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 the vibes I'm feeling right now are any case. So yeah, PS5 will get that news soon. I, I'm still excited about it, but at this point, I, I got more other I got more pressing matters to look at right yeah, now. That's that's what I was disappointed for five seconds. And I think it was like it's like if this was like the COVID like situation, I'd be like, "Oh fuck, come on!" Because it's a different looking forward to. It's a different disappointment but because yeah. this this event is is so. I mean, it's not just it's it's exploded, but it is sudden and it is a dialogue that needs to happen. I like that. Like a lot, it's not just Sony, by the way, it's, it's fucking everybody like Ubisoft, uh, uh, Activision, mm-hmm. Fortnite. They all had events yeah. scheduled yeah. and they're like, ah, fuck, yeah. we'll have this next week or whatever. I don't even care. I like that. Like the yeah. entertainment is moved away and they're like forcing us to talk. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm really liking. Kyle, what are your thoughts, my dude? Yeah. Uh, likewise, I, I was bumped, but that lasted very, very a very short time. Yeah. Um, what I am happy about this delay comes from is I got to mute and block a bunch of Twitter handles <laughs> in the replies to that tweet. <laughs> uh, so I'm very yeah. grateful for that because, man, so so much toxicity there, yeah. which I know it was there, but in the moment, it just felt like it amplified tenfold um like this is no big deal this was just going to be games yep. uh it it we were we weren't going to see the console anyway yeah. uh would i have loved to see aloy uh tomorrow uh, today uh for sure yeah. i would have loved to see aloy grace my screens yeah. uh would i've loved to see statue somewhere around here <laughs> yeah mine's up here <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, she's by the stormtrooper it'd be, it'd be amazing yeah <laughs> it'd be amazing to see new games running on ps5 like i think that's what we're all super excited for yeah. but in the grand scheme of things it's just a digital thing it, it will happen yeah. Like yeah. probably within the month, still, just focus on doing other more important things. Yeah, that's the, the and I, I like that's a great point. Like, there's been a lot of blocking on Twitter. Like, dude, yeah. there's some people that think this is a conspiracy because they have nothing to show, and I'm just like, what is wrong with you, boy? Yeah. Lord, if only they knew, dude. It's, <laughs> dude, the console wars turned into a race war for like. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me, you guys? Uh, Jesus, God. fuck! But yeah, it it is what it is. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not disappointed. It sh- show will go on. 
eventually. I don't. I don't know. It, it, yeah. And yeah. why would Sony? Yeah, well, let me just have this one rant mm-hmm. for just a second. Why would Sony have this event <laughs> and then just go, "Oh shit, <laughs> we don't actually have anything. What do we need to place the blame on?" It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's goddamn ridiculous. With that, yeah. there you go. PlayStation Five. We'll see it. Maybe it's next week. That's what that's what Eight Chan says. It says uh, June twelfth. Mark got all, all all the bad stuff what out. What the hell of there. is Echan? Echan. Wait, what is Echan? Oh, Lord. oh, I thought, I, I thought nah. you said Echan. I wouldn't. I wouldn't interact with Echan. That's what happened to THQ Nordic. No, 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 no. no. Mark took all. Shout out to yeah, Mark. Mark took out all the bad stuff. <laughs> Only kidding. <laughs> Lord have mercy. As a THQ Nordic fan, it still is like, damn, y'all really took that L. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for boy. the rest of that company's life. Yeah, oh, we're getting. Yeah, exactly. We're getting SpongeBob soon, aren't we? It comes out like three days after Last of Us 2. Like, it is right on it. Like, I took that whole week off to play Last of Us and then immediately SpongeBob. (laughs) Like, straight up. What a palate cleanser of a game. Two, Ooh, yeah, tell me. two opposite ends right there. Oh, Boy, I'm, I'm all over Twitch that week, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> With that, but yeah, that's mm-hmm. that story. Let's get on to the next bit of news. Kyle, would you like to read it for us? Christopher Dring from GamesIndustry.biz writes, Sony's Jim Ryan, quote, we are going to launch PS5 this holiday and we're going to launch globally, end quote. Sony Interactive Entertainment's president and CEO Jim Ryan wants to give us an update on where things are with PlayStation. We spoke to him in November last year about the firm's ambitions for PlayStation 5. Back then, PS5's biggest threat was its competitors. Now its biggest challenge is launching during a time of immense economic turmoil caused by the COVID-19 crisis. Is it going to be delayed? Will big games miss the launch? Is it going to just arrive in select markets? Quote, recent history had told us that gaming is one of the pastimes and one of the businesses that benefits in economically different, difficult times, Ryan suggests. It's quite logical. People don't have the money to go out, so they stay at home. Now, who knows how this recession is going to look, how deep it will be, and how long it will last. It could be that the historic templates, the historic models that have applied in the past may not apply in the future. I think the best way that we can address this is by providing the best possible value proposition that we can. I don't necessarily mean lowest price. Value is a combination of many things. In our area, it means games. It means number of games, depth of games, breadth of games, quality of games, price of games. All of these things and how they avail themselves of the future set of the platform, end quote. Or quote again. We have always said that we believe in generations. We believe that when you go to all the trouble of creating a next-gen console, that it should include features and benefits that the previous generation does not include. And that, in our view, people should make games that can make the most of these features. We do believe in generations, and whether it's a DualSense controller, whether it's the 3D audio, whether it's the multiple ways that the SSD can be used, we are thinking that it is time to give the PlayStation community something new, something different that can really only be enjoyed on PS5, end quote. So this article was huge, and there's so yeah. many other <laughs> quotes as well in there. Uh, definitely a great read. Definitely go to GameIndustry.biz. Uh, Take a look for it uh, for, for, for yourself. Um but there are a lot of things that I, I want to like get at here where he's talking about the price and the economic situation. Um, it is a, a huge question mark where like we don't know where the economy is going to be in November. And I like to see that Ryan Ryan's just like, listen, game the, the, the games industry isn't isn't usually affected by economic hardships, but I'm interested to see if it. If this time it does because you're launching 
new expensive hardware. You know, we're, we're seeing it in even the worst of times with COVID of like it, record sales of PlayStation 4s when they sh- they shouldn't be. Record sales of the Switch. I mean, Animal Crossing blew up. Even even the Xbox are all selling terrifically right now. Uh, Kyle, what, what, what do you got to say? Yeah, just, just to bounce off that, like I, I think last week or two weeks ago, I was saying how I wanted to buy a second PS4 yeah. and for my upstairs room because I, I didn't have a TV until recently up there. And it was impossible to find a PS4 in any store. Mm. And online, they were sold out completely. Like, wow. wait weeks and months for it to come in <laughs> until I went to, like, a Costco. And they had, like, a bunch there with a Fortnite bundle. <laughs> but, like, that was... Of course. It's insane. It, yeah, of course. But it's insane just how, in these times where you shouldn't be, like, you should be worrying about money. For mi- millions of us are unemployed. But, like... You're still going out and buying gaming systems. Do you think that's gonna? Like, that says a lot. Do you think that's gonna affect the sales of of the PS5? Like long term, short term, anything? Uh, I think first. it. I think in today's times, yeah. um, it could. But if people are going out and buying systems now, I, I think they'll go out and buy them mm. then as well. Like, there's a there's a big. Um, magical thing called the credit card where you, you yeah. just pre-order on there <laughs> and not have to worry about mm. it until it comes True. time mm. like I, I mean, think that's a lot of people's mindset how bad that is i know it's bad i know that's a terrible thing yeah, to say. Yeah. but like hey it's what it what it's what we do well what do you guys say do you think it's gonna affect the launch i think it's gonna affect the launch in that i don't think it's gonna be because if if everything went normally i think ps5 would have would be a massive hit you know sell millions and millions of copies on launch day or at least launch week i think it'd be a massive hit but right now with everything going on me personally based off of how things are going right now and the fact that not only have you know closing down and reopening these cities probably a tad bit too early especially here in georgia um that paired with now we're out in the streets doing protests and the fact that flu season is in the winter anyway Mm -hmm. it's like yo I'm not the only one who thinks that there's going to be a second wave or there's going to be more reason for everything to be locked down even further come uh, the end of the year. And so I think that's really going to be a big detriment because right now, yes, people are spending because with the yes, unemployment is uh, a lot of people are collecting unemployment right now, but they kind of put extra money on top of that because of covid. Um, to kind of cover costs. And yes, that is very vitally important for people who need that money. But there's like, n- no no disrespect to my sister, but my sister falls into that camp where she's staying with the family. You know, she doesn't have too many expenses, so she can use that extra money to, you know, spend a little bit extra here and there. There's people that are going to fall into that category. They're getting consoles now. But if this continues on until the fall, there's going to be fewer and fewer people who have who can use that extra money to get extraneous things. So I'm really thinking it's going to affect PS five by then. And I think it's going to affect how they, how they think about the PS four and continuing to support that a little bit more long-term. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. And I think that's why this next question for you guys, Jim Ryan does believe in generations and that quote of like, Hey, listen, we, you know, the, the, the tempest sound, the dual sense, right. 
um, ray tracing, uh, the the super uh, fast SSD. You can't have that on a PS4. These games will literally not run whatsoever on a PS4 because of the tech that's behind it. Um, Are we starting to see that maybe being a not so great plan and maybe that the more traditional approach that Mike or not so traditional approach that Microsoft's doing is the way to go. Emmett, do you think that might be the case? Um, I really do love Microsoft's approach on just generations, but just in general, I like how they're doing everything. Um, I'm a big game pass fan. And now that I've gotten a PC and an Xbox, I've just been enjoying that. Um, still on my PS4, but I've, I've been enjoying putting my toe in the other pond. Um, but specifically, yeah, specifically on this topic. Um, yeah, I do think it's going to benefit Sony if they kind of take that more, not cautious, slower rollout of PS5 where allow people if they want to buy in up front, if they want to get the biggest, nicest hardware, give them every reason to, or give them every chance and opportunity to buy that, but don't make it super necessary to play all of the latest games, at least not immediately. Uh, Yeah, like how Xbox is doing it where all of their biggest first-party titles are still going to be available on the old console for the first year or so, they said. Um, and PC, which is how I'm probably going to take advantage of it. Um, yeah, I really do like that. And I, like I said, I don't think, I don't think as many people are going to buy PS5s as Sony might be thinking. So I'm really hoping that they take that to heart and do the Horizon Zero Dawn thing and maybe put some stuff on PC to kind of split the difference a little Mm. bit, or, you know, just maybe give some ports to some PS5 games, put them on PS4 for the time being so that people can still have a chance at them, you know? Yeah, I like that. I like that approach a lot. Uh, Kyle, what say you, dude? What are your thoughts? I'm in like both camps. Mm. Right, I, I I applaud Microsoft with what they're doing. I love the fact that, especially on, on the opposite side of like what I've been saying about people not being able to have PS5s when they come out because of the economic situation. Um, I think that's where Xbox is really succeeding. Where they're like, hey, if you want to play these new games, just buy the game. Or guess what? We have this thing called the Game Pass, where you can buy it up, play it on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not ha- not having the hardcore fans feel like they're missing out for not getting the new console. I think that's super smart. I love that a lot. But on the other hand, when you're ta- when you say next gen, I expect like a full update. You got to take advantage evolution. of all of it. Yeah. Yeah, you got you you got to really showcase why I'm missing out by not having it. Yeah. So like I I I, I it's I, I can depending on what the temperature is that day i'll go either way but like <laughs> uh, right now I'm, i love both yeah i love both sides a, a, a lot yeah um to me i'm yeah. i'm I, I like i i appreciate microsoft's approach where it's just like hey because it, it really much is is they're not thinking about console owners the way that i think a lot of people are thinking that they're thinking of console owners they're thinking of them of we have 10 plus million people subscribe to game pass and if we tell them that hey we're turning the faucet off on on these games and you have to go and buy a 500 dollars thing well they're going to end their subscription to game pass once they're you know done playing whatever games they're playing so like by giving them a time period of like here's kind of like the cutoff dates sort of kind of like it's nebulous it gives them time to upgrade so that they're going to take a less hit on those numbers or not even a hit at all so like there's that approach that i appreciate but i do also appreciate the approach that sony has which is like yeah no like horizon zero dawn 
would not be able to run or two uh horizon zero dawn 2 would not be able to run on a ps4 it's just not technologically there on that console like if i'm playing a next gen game i want it to feel like it's next gen like i'm playing assassin's creed right now and every time it stutters every time there's a weird pop in graphically i'm just like i can't wait for the ps5 version of this game where there's none of that you know, that's that's where I get excited for. So to me, I still appreciate the old ways of of how consoles are usually churned out. But I do appreciate the new way of thinking Phil has as well. So I'm kind of like on both both there. And with that, Marcus O'Neill writes in, I thought it might be a good time to start looking back it, uh, in a broad sense. What will uh, what will be remembered in the PS4 generation? Are there any memories that stand out to either of you? So hmm. this is a good one. I like I like this a lot. To me, I really I put this here, and of course, you could write in via uh, the Bad Bit Casa de Bad Bit Discord server or PS Trophy Room. Uh, follow us on Twitter. You could go tweet at us. We'll answer these questions on the show. Um, but I like this question because for me, it's it's very much that next gen of of the oh, this is the reason why I bought a next-gen console. You know, like, when I bought my PS4, I remember I remember Assassin's Creed Black Flag and how that next-gen version looked to me in the water and the, the boat was just like... It, it, there was times where it was fooling me. Like, I thought this was fucking real. Um, <laughs> the other one, uh, Infamous. Have you, have you seen it now on a PS4, Joe? Oh, it does not it look does as not great look as you remember. No, it does not. <laughs> it looks very rough. It's crazy. It's crazy how far we've gone. In Damn, seven man. Years. It's also I'm like... Things will do to you. Dude, it's crazy <laughs> how like nostalgia takes over as well. Because like my next memory was Infamous, where the scene where you're, you're chasing around Fetch, uh, which he totally made a thing. Oh, hell yeah. You know? After all the times she yeah. said it wouldn't make... Oh, wow. Good <laughs> reference. Thank you, thank you. Oh, my God. Shout out to me, well girl. Done. But, like, <laughs> you know, that that scene where she's jumping around, you're seeing the particle effects. I was just like, this is crazy. And, of course, for the first time I put in Bloodborne. Are you kidding me? Come on. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> hey, what's, what's, what's a PS4 memory that you're holding dear? PS4 memory of mine... Um... You know what? I think I'm going to go ahead and go with this one. This game isn't... I was going to say something about Horizon Zero Dawn and how I just fell in love with the art style of that game. And I'll go ahead and give you a hint. It's in the top 10 of keeping it 100. So... All right, all right. Won't say where. Hell yeah. But but yeah, I was going to talk about that one. But uh, I'll actually talk about Near Automata. That is a game where... It's, it's one of those things where it's a cycle that I have with a lot of games and even a little bit of last generation, but really it hit home this generation where a game will come out and either I won't care about it at all and I'll be like, oh, okay, that looks cool. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's good, but it ain't my type of game. Yeah. It's an anime game, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Indifferent. This generation is really the generation where I tried to get out of my comfort zone a little bit and play some of these games I never would have played. Devil May Cry 5 I played, never would have touched that in a million years, but the hype got me, and I love it. <laughs> um, and other games like that, just some some artsy games. Like I played Virginia this generation, which uh, is a really interesting indie title. Uh, Edith Finch I just recently played. But for Nier Automata, just the the point from I don't care to this is one of my favorite games of all time 
was so wide <laughs> where I actually beat that like New Year's night. Like when the ball was dropping, I wasn't doing anything that night. So I was like, I have to see the end of this yeah. game. And that ending is so phenomenal. Just staying up until like one or 2 a.m. Just going through that. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe what I'm experiencing. And something I could have only experienced in a video game. So yeah, Nier Automata, man. Yeah. Goes so hard, can't believe it. <laughs> That's an awesome pick. I, I was watching our good friend Shocker preplay, and I was like, "This is the weirdest game ever." Yeah. That's why I love it. That's why I love it, man. But everyone's so goddamn attractive. Uh, Kyle, <laughs> <laughs> what's a you? Hey, what, what's that PS4 uh, memory? Oh man, I remember working midnight at GameStop for it. Mm. I was working there at the time of release. I remember bringing it home. Buckling it in with the seatbelt. Same here. Seat. Yeah. I know the vibes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember. You know, the first thing I did when I got home with it is plugged it in, and immediately downloaded Resogun, mm-hmm. uh, and, and played that for forever and platinuming that. Um, cool. I think when I think of PS4, I think of other than the games like Celeste, uh, Control. Uh, platinuming Blood, uh, Borderlands Three with Mike. He was gonna say Bloodborne. He was gonna say Bloodborne. No, it's because you brainwashed me. You've conditioned oh, me. Anything that starts with BL is already Bloodborne. <laughs> um, just Bloodborne. Like, recently going through Last of Us <laughs> again after years. Oh, no. Uh, like I, I've, games obviously push it forward. Uncharted Four on release day, staying up and playing that all night. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when I think of PS4, I think of how strong out of the gate it was for years. And then last year we had that little dip where we're like, oh no, <laughs> old Sony's back. That's the backlog. I'm worried. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not even talking about games. I'm talking about like their crossplay stuff yeah. and uh, all the, yeah. the other like egotistical Sony. I was like, yes. oh no, yeah. Are, PS5 going to be another down downturn for him. But PlayStation is still going strong. Yeah, man. They're, they've wised up in some places. So. Hell, I mean, I, I, I mean, other PlayStation memories is yeah, playing like God, God of War, you know, a PS4 is oh, yeah. my first God of War, and like being absolutely <gasps> blown away mm-hmm. and seeing like my my good friend Luke Lore and uh, a good friend Kev playing that for the first time, and they're I'm just like, what part are you guys at? And they're like, we just did so and so. It's just pretty. It's pretty wild so far. I'm like. Yeah, it's about to get crazy. You're gonna, you're in for a fucking roller coaster like that. That that. What a game! God, I know, right? Uh, the ending of Spider Man. Like there are so many. Oh, yeah, I was about to say so, Spider Man goes hard. Spider Man well. in general. Yeah, yeah. God, that game shouldn't exist. It's so fucking cool. With that, let's get to the next story on the list. Good say. Uh, Rebecca Valentine from GamesIndustry.biz writes. The Last of Us Part 2 has around 60 different accessibility features. The Last of Us Part 2, which launches this month, includes around 60 different accessibility features, according to developer Naughty Dog. In interviews with The Verge, game designers Amelia Schatz and Matthew Gallant outlined some of the key accessibility features, their development, and the reasoning behind their inclusion. These features canvas controller mapping, visual aids, audio clues, navigation, and traversal features, and combat features. They include the ability to increase the size of the UI, excuse me, make changes to subtitles, mm-hmm. turn on a text-to-speech option for every piece of text in the game, including menus, audio cues to indicate nearby items or ledges, a zoom feature using the DualShock controller touchpad, 
and a high contrast mode for low vision players that renders the world a light gray with enemies in red and allies in blue. Gallant said that these features had been planned from the start of development and that some, such as the high contrast mode, text-to-speech, and mappable controls had required significant technical resources. Quote, Instantly, we got feedback that this is not what we want, Gallant said. We want to be able to dig into the menus, fine-tune things, adjust things, really get into the nitty-gritty of what these options mean. End quote. As a result, the final game includes a package accessibility menu with toggles and sliders for each feature. Though there are some present category or preset categories, such as vision and hearing, to give players a place to start if they feel overwhelmed. Quote, accessibility for us is about removing barriers that are keeping players from completing a game, Shat said. It's not about dumbing down a game or making, ga- making a game easy. What do our players need in order to play the game in parity with everyone else? End quote. Really awesome. Like, that's that's the change you want to see. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't believe I can't believe this game was going to be great until like they made it so political. Uh, <laughs> no, this is really awesome to see, guys. Like this is this is a big step for our industry. It's something that I think a lot of developers have uh, really started to take into consideration in a big in a big way. And I'm 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 loving what I'm seeing so far. I just hope the next step is we get to see a adaptive controller for PlayStation. I hope that's the next exactly. big thing. And any thoughts mm-hmm. on this from either of you guys? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Which one? Which one? I mean, yeah, yeah I, I I really do like that. There, uh, that Naughty Dog is kind of doing this a little bit because you can see them dipping their toe into it with Uncharted Four, where it had a lot of features mm-hmm. for like um, different aiming, so you don't always have to just line up the reticle. You can just lock on, and just different ways to where they could just make the gameplay a little bit more easier and accessible, so that you can just ex- just experience the story. And I love how they're doing that for The Last of Us because. One of my, you know, non-PlayStation favorite games is Gears 5. Mm. And they straight up got a perfect score from, I forgot the website, but they had a perfect accessibility rating from that site. Um, And they were really proud of that. And it was something that I always wished that PlayStation would embrace a little bit more because Xbox is really eating their lunch when it comes to accessibility. Um, And I just really wish playstation would kind of take that on more and hopefully this is one of the first steps to maybe making that a more widespread initiative on ps5 mm-hmm. and in any case hey we know they're doing better than nintendo at that because <laughs> i was about to say yeah. yeah they are notorious for just non-existent not being accessible. yeah exactly even yeah. even more so yeah and it's it's i think to like even go a, a little bit further on that one is you know, Naughty Dog is looked at as the prestige. It's the favorite child of the bunch. And seeing mm-hmm. them kind of lead the, uh, uh, or seemingly at least outside looking in, lead the way on accessibility. And then, I mean, definitely more developers are going to follow suit. And I think by it being Naughty Dog, I think even outside studios are going to look at it going, yeah, no, I think we can, I think we can do better than what we're doing. And I, uh, and even that goes down to like, Games like Bloodborne 2, that will happen. Games, you know, the From or Soul, uh, the Soul series needs this because I think games like Jedi Fallen Order prove that like you can you can make ha- make games have easy modes, and you can make them insanely challenging. It doesn't it doesn't deviate from what that game's mission is is setting off for you to do. So this is awesome. What say you, Kyle? I mean. I, it's like a, a record on repeat. More people get to play this game and experience this this story. So, like, I'm I'm all for this. I, I feel like every 
developer needs to really focus and and look into doing this. Like not, this article is saying, like this was a huge thing for them from the start. Yeah, it can't be something that mm-hmm. they hop in at the end. You need to have that mindset going into making a game. How do these different types of players will interact with this game, and how can we make it easier for them? Yeah. Uh, not difficulty wise, just easier for them to actually play the game. Yeah. So this is this is fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. It's, again, awesome. More people get to play a game. It's fantastic. Kyle, would you like to read us the next story on the list? Good sir. Alessandro Barbosa from GameSpot writes: Humble Bundle pledges one million dollars to help Black game developers. Humble Bundle is a great resource for saving on collections of games and donating to donating to worthy causes. But it's also a publishing label with its own digital storefront. And in support of Black Lives Matter and the ongoing protests in the U.S., Humble Bundle is starting a fund for black game developers. Humble Bundle is starting a fund of $1 million that will help publish games created by black developers. Details on how the fund will be established and how qualifying developers can apply for it will be communicated in the future, with Humble Bundle encouraging its customers to donate to funds like the NAACP Legal Defense Fund and race forward in the meantime. Quote, we stand in solidarity in solidarity to condemn racism, racism and violence against a black community. Humble's statement reads, Humble believes in empowering and uniting communities communities through gaming and will leverage our platform to help achieve racial equality everywhere end quote this podcast was so cool until we made it political guys jesus we were on a roll <laughs> yeah. we were on a roll guys well you're the host I said the person who hit the timestamp to skip the first 30 minutes <laughs> what did i say <laughs> we're ripping the uh, i want you to just put every every time Timestamp in yeah. there now. Uh, uncomfortable yeah, timestamp here. Have them yeah. figured out. <laughs> uh, Evan, my man, you, you wanted to talk about this before the show. What, what are you? What are you feeling on it, dude? I am very excited about this because that's a big thing about me, man. I, I talk often, you know, on Twitter. I always talk, or even on the podcast and stuff that I do for VGU. I talk often about how much I love stuff like Watch Dogs Two, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, um, Mafia Three, especially. I yeah. love that game. I love these games with black characters, with stories that are not only star black characters, but the fact that they're black means something and is an aspect of the world and of the narrative. Um, I love that stuff, but it's so hard for me to think of what games actually have black developers. Mm-hmm. Like, I know the lead writer Mafia 3 was black. Um, I know, of course, there had to have been. I actually think... Um, some of the lead people on Assassin's Creed Origins was black mm-hmm. as well. Um, and Watch Dogs 2, I'm just completely ignorant yeah. on. But um, yeah, I, I love that. I love that they're doing this because I really want to see more games that are not just about black characters, but are specifically from black voices. Because I don't know if you guys have played um, or have heard of She Dreams Elsewhere. Have y'all heard of that indie game at all? I think I heard, I've heard of it. Yeah. I, I wanted to play it at PAX. Yeah, Mike was I, talking I, about I it, I believe, right? Our friend Mike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. yeah, yeah, he, he was talking about it. I heard about it from Cam, uh, from, uh, uh at yep. the cin- or uh, the cinemaphile guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, cinephile he, guy. yeah, cinephile guy. Thank you. Uh, yeah, he had talked about it and he was telling me what's the steam, what is it called? That steam games festival that happened a couple months back. Mm-hmm. Um, I streamed it and tried it out there and I thought I was only going to play it for a couple minutes and just check it out. It was a turn-based RPG thing. I wasn't really interested. But turns out that game has a very 
like you could tell that some black people developed that game because it is you can tell from the dialogue you can tell from the choice of music you can tell from you know no offense but the n-word is used in that game mm. in a way that feels authentic to the black experience mm-hmm. and it was really interesting to see that because you never see that in a video game um and so or you very rarely see that in a video game so i was like really intrigued and i'm really interested to see that game but it's one of the few games that i can think of that kind of has that tone to it where you can tell you know somebody put their foot in it (laughs) so yeah so i'm really excited to see this this uh fund here because that's only going to mean more more games for more black voices and i'd love to consume some more of that content so yeah please give it to it's it's awesome that you that you say that because like yeah the the where we're at right now uh, I've been like, I want to, for like the hundredth time, I want to watch Into the Spider-Verse. I want to watch, you know, I want to watch fucking Black Panther real bad right now. Like, there's like, there's like, there's this thing. Watch Blind Spotting. What's that? By the way, Blind Spotting. I don't know if you ever heard Never of that heard movie. Of it, no. Watch Agreed. that movie. It's an indie film. Mm-hmm. It's one of my like top four favorite movies of all time. And it definitely. It's literally my experience with all of this stuff in a lot of very specific ways. Like, w- watch that movie. It's funny and it's hilarious, but it's also real as shit. Okay. So, definitely is recommend it. Is that on like Netflix, Hulu, or is it like. Um, you can. I don't know if it's streamable, but it's definitely available to rent a lot of places. Okay. I picked it up on a sale. I think it was like $3 to buy. So, it, it goes on sale yeah. often. But yeah, just get your hands on that if you can. Yeah. Great movie. So, like, to see, like, like, black developers and black creators and, like, being empowered in this way, it is fucking awesome to see you know kyle um my man what are your thoughts one million doll hey. hairs going to more creators doll hairs yeah, yes. yeah 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 what are your thoughts what are your thoughts my man uh it's awesome yeah i love when companies do this to get the voices that aren't heard heard mm-hmm. and have a an outlet for them to make what they want to make i think it goes along with um I forget what the initiative is called, but the one girls make games, yes. right? Yeah, that it, that's also something that I I absolutely love that uh, they do there. So any of these initiatives to get more diversity in games, and not just on uh, game journalism or writing, but developing the game in all aspects. I want as many diverse voices as possible to really showcase just how great everybody. Mm. Uh, is at making games and making stuff. Like I think it's it's worthwhile. Hey, remember when I said we weren't gonna make be political? <laughs> remember when this? Chink, chink, I knew reloaded. that was a lie. <laughs> click, click, let's get it. Let's do it, <laughs> Kyle. Let's talk about the next story on the list, sir. It's actually I think the last story as well. Yeah. Julia Lee at Polygon writes: Infinity Ward says Call of Duty will get better at flagging racist usernames. Call of Duty creator Infinity Ward has announced that the company will be issuing more bans for racist usernames, as well as taking more steps to monitor racist content in-game in the future. Quote, there is no place for racist content in our game. This is an effort we began with launch, and we need to do a better job. We're issuing thousands of daily bans of racist and hate-oriented names, Infinity Ward said in a tweet. Here are the bullet points uh, of the tweet. Adding additional resources to monitor and ID racist content. Adding additional in-game reporting systems to increase the number of bans by hour. Adding filters and greater restrictions on name changes. Evaluating in-game improvements to make it easier to report offenses. Increasing permanent bans to root out repeat offenders. We apologize to our players. This is our commitment to you, our fans. Thank you. 
The company has promised to issue more bans for racist usernames while also adding more ways for the company to filter racist content and ban players for it, including reporting tools. These promises come in the wake of a Reddit user calling out Infinity War through a video showing dozens of accounts using the N-word as their usernames. While racial slurs on their own are not allowed to be set as usernames, players had been using symbols to bypass existing filters. So, wow. I mean, every time, like, I feel like in my circle, every time we talk about, like, racism or toxic to- toxicity, we always bring up Xbox Live uh, uh, Call of Duty chats. Like, it has been there yeah. since the inception of these games of, like, just, like, and they're, and the weirdest thing is, like, they're not grown-ups doing this. They're, like, nine-year-olds, you know? Yeah. It's like, dude, where did you learn that? It's like, my dad told me. You know, like, you're not born with it. Uh, so. Maybe it's made of me. Maybe it's. Maybe it's what privilege. Uh. Anyway. So, like, it's in, in Emma, you and I were talking about this before the show started of, like, first off, that list that the Reddit user shows, they're scrolling it for, like, five to ten seconds. It's wild. And, yeah. you know, the, how can I say this? A lot of people, instead of kind of cheering on this move, have been kind of criticizing Infinity Ward and Activision on this move, kind of, kind of taking it as of... Like, oh, you're using this moment to make an announcement saying how good you are, but this has been a problem with this game and with in this community for mm-hmm. literal decades. How crazy how old this game is. But like yeah. it's been here since the start yeah. and you just started to do it. So my question to you, Emmett, is is this not to say too little too late, but like, is that criticism valid? Is there or and and should they should they instead of looking for the pat on the back go like yeah no like we we ought to do even more than this what what are you what are your thoughts um i think that there's a couple different factors here number 1 uh the thing that i was going to say before the show but wanted to say for the conversation here is that there's this weird nostalgia that some folks have for the vitriol that you get on call of duty chat mm. like you'll see it in memes you'll see it in different posts online where people are like oh man the 360 modern warfare 2 chat is where men are made like stuff like that right. and it's like that's not a good way to look at it like that stuff was never okay and just because you were young and stupid back then doesn't mean it's something to look back fondly on um so i and that kind of mentality is what I think is leading us to get here because a lot of the big deal about Modern Warfare, it's always returning to Modern Warfare, they're coming back. It's a reboot of the franchise. And along that, a lot of people hop back on for the first time. And I feel like, weirdly, some people were welcomed by that vitriol that still remained. And it it's so it's, it's unacceptable at this point because it... It's hard to go to Call of Duty and listen to that chat when I can boot up a game of Apex right. and I and someone's hitting me with a friend request because we just had a great game and then we're in the same game for a couple hours. It's it's hard to do that when Overwatch is pretty decent in the matches I've played. Um, even most of Titanfall 2, my multiplayer game of choice, um, I had to give a shout out there. Course, That's my blood course. Um, <laughs> yes. It wouldn't be an Emmett show if you didn't say Titanfall 2. You know it. You know it. Um, so, yeah. So, even in that game, chat is typically a way better than uh, Call of Duty yeah. games. So, yes, it is. They really should have done something on this at an earlier time. But it is a... It's specifically the... 
we're talking about the technology for just this game. So yes, they could have broke, they could have cracked down on moderation a lot sooner in previous titles. But when it comes to this game specifically, because there's a lot of very specific stuff with the crossplay being attached to it, with your Activision account being attached to it, that stuff is specific to Modern Warfare. So they could have, when we say they could have acted earlier, they could have done something around launch mm. rather than doing it now, rather than oh, this could have been done in the 360 era, PS3 era, but. You know, I I really don't want to yuck their yum too much because it is good that this is happening. Yes, I don't like that it took, you know, damn near a race war to make this happen. But, you know, it is good that it's happening and it can only be a positive change in the future. So, um, and, you know, overall, just Activision trying to use these announcements to kind of make themselves be on the right side of politics and everything kind of rings hollow when you consider the Blitzchung stuff that happened with Blizzard way back in the oh, day. Oh, dude, or real talk. Way back. Real, but yeah. real talk. Blizzard put their, like, had, like, Activision had the post of, like, racism will not be tolerated. And then, like, you just see, like, <laughs> people holding up the headline of, like, Blitz Chung. He's suspended. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, it, is, it is super hypocritical. And, yeah, you, you don't want to, you know, what you said, yuck the yum, which I can say in a mm-hmm. real weird voice. I mean, yuck the yum. <laughs> mm. You don't want to too much. Yeah. Kyle's <laughs> face is just sour. <laughs> Yeah, that was eh, that sounded too wet. I don't like that voice. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like you you don't want to give them that pat on the back because it almost feels like they don't deserve it, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same exact time, it is good that there's finally progress being made. Uh, Kyle, I know you're not an online gamer at all, so like seeing no. this move, what what were your initial like impressions of it? Because this was actually pretty breaking. Well, right? let me tell you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me tell you when I do play online. Back in the day, it was Call of Duty, no just to test out way. multiplayer. Uh, what was your clan tag, and Kyle? Clint, I would just make it KF or or like I was uh, KFB for like almost. years. Oh really? Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I was something. Like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't original. Your, that was a pointed question. Yeah, no, know. you know, because you're the only white guy here, so I get to attack you. But like, real talk, <laughs> oh. yo, coming for the throat right, today, whatever. dude. I'll take it. I, I always do. Um, I always, it's out of love. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. But like, yeah, it's. I, I'm kind of with. I'm glad that they're working on it, but they've had to know this has been a problem for decades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've had to know. It is impossible for you to go throughout years upon years of your games being the highest played and, and bought multiplayer game out there and not knowing how toxic everyone, or I wouldn't say everyone, most people on there are. Yeah. Like and like it's, I, it's, yeah. it's bad. Yeah. 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 Like I said, it's specific to this game specifically because you can change your Activision account name so easily compared Mm -hmm. to your PSN or 360 name. So it's been a really bad case with Modern Warfare specifically. But over the years, usually that moderation is held on the console holders themselves because they're changing their console name. But here, yeah, Infinity Ward had to step in, and I'm glad they're stepping in finally. Seriously. Yeah. With that, I'm going to be the truthful one here. I've probably done that in the past too, and I was a dumb, stupid kid. I like to always say, you know, like for for me, how how I act today. Every time, uh, I think I've told this story on the show, but like there was like this kid on Fortnite saying all st- sorts of stupid shit, and I I literally was just like, kind of like gave him the father moment of like, yo, dude, you're gonna look back on this and you're gonna just feel full of shame. 
telling you from experience because like you know there are times where like you know when you're about to go to sleep and you're thinking of that dumb shit you did back in seventh grade like that's yeah and i'm just like yeah i I was that i (laughs) I was that stupid 13 year old and it's 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 awesome to see that like man i hope i wish they did they went one one step further and be like instead of just banning you we're gonna call your fucking mother you know what i mean like that, sure, that'd be the crackdown of the century right there but like for me i real real quick yeah mm-hmm. that is one of my favorite things that happens when people like find a way to contact their parents and actually go through with it it is one Yo. of my favorite things to read on the internet like a lot of peers so did to that one kid oh my yes. god Absolutely, uh, my hero. <laughs> Smile to my face. Yeah, amen to that. Yeah, so awesome that that it's happening. Um, again, not not the biggest pat on the back though, but good to see that we're finally seeing some type of change on the internet, and uh, hopefully, because I mean, I still do real and realism, real talk. I still try to find ways of like making really dumb tags, like how like like I'll do like. P and then Ness, and then I'm giggling like I'm five years old. You know what I mean? So, yeah. what is the portable NES? What you exactly. mean? Exactly. See, <laughs> filthy minds these people have. Not me. Not me. Mm-mm. No, no, no. That that's that Game Gear Mini can't come soon enough. With that, uh, before <laughs> we get to uh, the drop in Andy's snail mail, uh, just some lightning news for everybody. Uh, one Metro Exodus Dishonored to NASCAR Heat Four. Join PlayStation now in June. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! That's right. I just love play it. Metro. Metro's really good. Play I play it. NASCAR. You go you left a lot. It's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> Days of Play comes to the PlayStation Store. Has a ton of discounts there, even more than we initially reported on last week. And with that, that has been the news this week. Guys, are you holding on to something? Uh, I am. Well, this has wheels. All right, now I'm holding okay. on to something. Prepare the drop. Each and every week, PlayStation drops the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation onto the PlayStation storefront. The only problem is that there are usually too many games to list, so each host picks a game of their choosing and talks about why they're so excited for it. This week, uh, there was nothing this week. The, no, the, the, the drop didn't update, <laughs> so we're just going to skip over this week. It kind of feels weird. Sure. But um, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll reiterate what I said last yeah. week. Go play Man Eater. All right, fair. It's worth the 40 bucks. Fair. Go for it. Uh, and now we enter Andrew House's snail mail. Now, each and every week, you can send your questions in to uh, the trophy room various different ways, right? You could tweet at us at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You could go to the Casa de Bad Bit Discord server. You could drop us a question there. Or you could write a letter to Andrew House. You could ship it on off to him. His P.O. box is somewhere. You'll find it. Don't worry about it. I can't say it on air. And each and every like, Wednesday night, I swim over to old Andy's house. I take some of his mail, oh, some of his Turkish delights. Who knows? Sky's the limit. He's never caught That's me. a long swim. How long does that, <laughs> that swimming travel? How long does that take? Your skin is ripping in that water by then. <laughs> there is no way. <laughs> no, it's, I, I kind of I swim like a dolphin, so it's like forty-five minutes tops. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just, you like you gotta you gotta go like, get with somebody. Movies. Somebody, please make fan art of Joe jumping out of the ocean like a dolphin. Oh my God, <laughs> please. I'm just thinking of Peter Griffin. <laughs> Coming out with, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm thinking of Whitney Houston, and as you come out the water, 
<laughs> as, oh, it's kind of like that shark when it breaches the when it breaches the water type of thing. Yeah. With that, oh, boy. <clears throat> Marcus O'Neill writes in. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, we got technically three pieces of mail this week. One comes from Marcus O'Neill. Uh, he he hit us up twice, and he says this: uh, "Much love to everyone in our little community and beyond, particularly those who have suffered through injustices due to the color of their skin. We are with you." And I did a little heart emoji. Uh, there is no segue that makes sense, so I'll just jump into my question. Uh, let's give some love to some smaller developers. What is a game that you adored that virtually no one else played? Shout out to Alagos. I think I said that. <laughs> and, and even Marcus admits, no idea how it's pronounced. A retro-inspired 2D action platformer by French studio called Skybird Games. I'm playing it right now, and it's fantastic. Kyle, what's a game that you played that like virtually no one has? Hmm. That's Man, that's a tough that's question. A good one, right? Um, huh. I'm looking through. My I mean, I've said it before. <laughs> uh, I've said it before. Rogue Legacy, I feel, is very underplayed. Uh, I think that game deserves a lot more credit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a joke last year, and I still think people need to play it. But go play Control if you have it at this point. But that's <laughs> that's not an indie game. Um. Man, that's a tough one. Come back to me a while. Okay, yeah, no, I, I have nothing. Yeah. Emmett, <laughs> okay, one. go for it, go for yeah, it. Yeah, I got one, because literally part of the fun of this Keeping It 100 thing is that a lot of, there's a good chunk of my games that are totally obscure. So here's one that's recent that isn't actually on PlayStation 4 yet, but I'm hoping it will come soon. Okay. Um, Deep Rock Galactic, have either of you heard of that game? Never, no. no. Ooh. Okay, let me put you on. Um, it actually it came out on Steam and Xbox, uh, I think, a week or two ago. Um, I adore this game. Basically, it's take one part Left 4 Dead, one part Minecraft, and combine it. Um, that's kind of the initial pitch of it. And it's basically you play you're a bunch of dwarven miners in space, and you work for this mining company. And it's a multiplayer game, four-player co-op, different classes and everything, but they're not... It's not like Evolve classes where, oh, we need a healer, we need a tank. It's more, you got specialties, but, you know, they're all doing the same thing pretty much, so you can just jump in. Mm -hmm. Um, You dig deep down into these procedurally generated levels, and it's a gorgeous art style, super vibrant, super colorful, um, but you dig down deep into these caves, and... Everything's dark. You have to light your own way. So there are different, some classes have flares. So where you can light a spot instantly, everyone has little light bulbs they can drop along the way and you have to light your way. You have to go find the specific minerals you need for your mission, or you have to go take out the specific uh, giant space bugs that you're looking for. And as you're fine, as you're finding all these minerals, you have to fight a wave of bugs that you might come across and everyone has different weapons. You got chain guns, you got flamethrowers, shotguns, Real talk, little, uh, mm-hmm. is this game? You said it's not on PS4 yet. Where, where is it right now? Cause it sounds dope. It's on, yeah, it's on steam mm-hmm. and it's on Xbox. Okay. Um, I've been on the, uh, Phil, early you, access. You finally got us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This might be the one. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's super awesome. I, I haven't played as much of it as I would like. Um, the the community is great. So if you don't have friends to play with, you can hop into a random match and people are super glad to play with you and contribute to the team and everything. But yeah, that game has a very great blend because I always liked Minecraft, the whole chill out vibe yeah. of, all right, let's mine for resources and everything. But 
the world is completely destructible. You can tear down everything. So there might be minerals at the top of the map, but you'll have different abilities. Like one class has a grappling hook. One class can put platforms on the side of the walls. One class can make zip lines. You can get around the map with all these different abilities and you work together awesome. to get to different objectives. Um, and yeah, it's 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 kind of, it's not that it's challenging. It's just very strict about managing your resources and everything. But if you get, especially if you get there with a good squad or just get with the right teammates online in a random match, it is a very, very fun co-op game. Mm. So I highly recommend Rock Galactic to anybody. Mm. Um, hopefully it comes to PS4 soon because I really do think um, it's such a great game. It just deserves to be everywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, check that one out if you haven't already. Definitely check it out. And throw the name out again for people. Yeah, Deep Rock Galactic. It's actually made by Coffee Stain Studios, oh, the same guys who did Goat Simulator. Well, then I so, hate that trophy oh, list wow. already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, hey, I can't speak to the trophies, yeah. but the game's fun enough to where I might go for All it. Right. And that is one of the games on my uh, Keeping It 100 list. All so, right. yeah, big shout out for to For me, uh, it's Ghost Giant. This game, uh, PSVR... You're following. You're following uh, a little a little fox named Louie, and you're helping him find out. Um, it's all about it, 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 it's 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 childish. It's it looks it looks like a, a kid's like pop up book, but like it is it is tackling really heavy themes like depression and anxiety, um, and it is. It is weird when you cry in a VR game because <laughs> it just yeah. makes everything messy. So go 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 over there. I think Zoink Games made it again last year. We I mm-hmm. raved about it, but that's a game that I feel like no one else has been talking about. So go go play Ghost Giant. It is fantastic. Absolutely. Kyle, what's it's funny. Oh yeah. Go, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just gonna say it's funny. I did play that game on like a binge where I played three VR games to completion in one day. Uh, it was that oh, uh, a fisherman's tale, and I beat Blood and Truth it, all in the same. Fuck day. Me. So yeah, that was. <laughs> so yeah, I love Ghost Giant. It's a great game. Yeah. I just want to give a cosign that to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Kyle, what's that you say? Yeah, I was I was looking through my trophy list mm-hmm. just to see the games I've been, I played. Um, shout out to SteamWorld Dig. That's kind of a bigger one, but SteamWorld Dig is a fantastic game. Ooh, uh, you're basically game. digging down, getting resources, and coming up, and you can upgrade your your drill and your pickaxe. Uh, the deeper you go, the harder it is to make it back alive with all your stuff. Mm. Um, very, it, it's kind of a simple game on paper, but it, it you get engrossed very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one that I believe was a PS Plus game one year. Uh, it's called Stories: The Path of Destinies. Okay. Did you know this one? Oh, is that with the little like raccoon or something? And it's yes. kind of Batman in combat, like kind, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's an action RPG where mm-hmm. you, you play as somebody called Reynardo, uh, who is like a raccoon, a fox. I I, I can't remember, um, but you are basically in a st- magical fairy tale storybook, and you're playing mm-hmm. through the game. And once you get to the end, you can hop back and see the different timelines and go and explore those different timelines hmm. um, and, and try to retell your story and rechange your destiny. Um, pretty, it, it was pretty fun. It hmm. was a pretty easy trophy list as well. I just, I don't know why I didn't hmm. get the platinum, but hmm. um, seeing it now, like, yeah, I definitely want to go back to it because I remember how much fun I had with it. Yeah. I like that. That's great, Chris. Thank you, Marcus O'Neill. Thank you so much. And you know what? It, this isn't the trophy room if we don't have a question for the most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life. And he says this. Okay. 
It's been a rough week for all of us, so here's some easy questions. If the trophy room was its own game, what kind of game would it be? So this is a question aimed solely at Kyle and I. <laughs> Kyle. Take it away, please. I got it. Go for it. I got it. Go for it. It's a Dead by Daylight clone <laughs> where oh, it's boy. me escaping the many different personas of jail. <laughs> <laughs> Spider Joe comes I, out. I, I, <laughs> not, not to... And that's to the point where, like, I take Joe out by killing right. him. Just like try just to escape away. the same room. Yeah, like just get out. And of like here. the different the different villains are just the or different... I'm unplugging the mic. <laughs> that's what it is. I have to unplug the mic. You're gotta follow the aux cable, and there's like things and obstacles in your path. Yes. Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. I'm going. That's good. I'm going to yuck in your muck, Kyle. <laughs> <And> you're like, <laughs> I gotta go. Oh, oh. What have I created? Worse. What have I created? This is all my fault. <laughs> Or the yuck and oh the my god. yeah, <laughs> like my god, <laughs> all the different voices. That's fantastic. I thought we were gonna somehow turn this into like a Bloodborne or like a two D side scroller, but Kyle, you won. That's it. Yeah, that's that is fantastic. <laughs> what would be like the hard ass like gold trophy? You already made this game. What's what's the hardest trophy to achieve? Win a thousand matches. That seems like the easy. <laughs> it, it is always the easiest one. Kyle's in deep thought. Avoid, <laughs> avoid every type of sandwich Western Joe throws at you. I love it. <laughs> By God, he avoided my turkey and raw. With that, the next question. Uh, is there anything that most gamers don't like that you actually like? Uh, for example, I enjoyed the Water Temple in Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Famous, you're insane. Or the original Mass Effect 3 ending was all right. It was all right. Everybody just overreacted. And of course, my heart goes out to all of you in the U.S. during these difficult times. Stay safe. And Black Lives Matter. Thank you so much, Famous of all the Seamuses. Love you, Seamus. Uh, what is what is something? What is a hot take that we have? I got one immediately. Kyle, go for yeah, it. Yeah, I got one after you then. <laughs> go for it, Kyle. I... I kind of like the tank in Arkham Knight. Oh, like, I don't think it's okay. that bad. Okay, I love Fair. Arkham Knight, and and I don't think it's as egregious as some people say it is. Okay, okay, I'll give it to you. All right. Emmett, what say you? What's your hot take? Uh, y'all remember Kane and Lynch too? I remember the controversy <laughs> around Kane and Lynch too. I believe yes. Yeah. Well, there was controversy about the first game, oh, but the right, second yeah. game just came and went pretty much. Um, I like that game quite a bit. Mm. In fact, it's on my keeping it 100 list. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> now, it's not in my top 10, but it's on that list. Um, yeah, I think that game, I really just like it for the visual art style of it. I think just that weird, distorted, the game is like super ugly and hideous, but like on purpose. So it's really fascinating to me. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that game's pretty neat, and I know every it's super forgettable to a lot of people, but that game sticks out for me. So. Dude, that's they're, that's they're a great no because that game, I one of my friends just loves it. Like that game is such a, a I would say like a very cult hit, where it's yes. not on too like many people's radar, but like for the ones that there it is on, like they can't get enough of it. They want a sequel, so that's a great that's a great hot take. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine. Let's see, I just had it, and I literally, as I was just saying mine, I forgot. Um, oh, I, okay, I got it. All right, everybody, strap yourself in. I know this is a PlayStation show. Uh, it means I have to love everything PlayStation makes. <sighs> I think, 
I'm just gonna say it. God of War is uh, bad. <laughs> Uncharted Four. No, I know, Joe. That one. Uncharted Four is a great game. Oh. It is nowhere near the best in the series. Oh, okay. Okay. I was having this conversation. I'm okay with this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think for for that time when it was up for game of the year, and like I was rooting for Overwatch. I thought Overwatch was the game of the year. And I saw a lot of people be very upset that Overwatch won and and not Uncharted. I was like, nah, it's a way better game. I don't know. That was just me. I I mean, I was bummed. Mm -hmm. I love Uncharted 4, but. Yeah, I love it. I think it's really great, but like. I mean, a, I mean, on the road to greatness, patreon.com slash babbit. Um, when we're talking about it, like Lost Legacy is just just the right amount of Uncharted. And then Uncharted Ooh, 2 and- just changed it. Like changed the game in a, in a big mm-hmm. major way. Um, mm-hmm. For that time where like Uncharted 4, you could definitely see there was two d- different creative, creative visions on that, on that title. But again, yeah. still great. I just don't think it's like the bee's knees, you know. Mm-hmm. With that game, I this has been the trophy room, a podcast made by the players for the players. But before we leave, Emmett, where can people Howdy. find you? Y'all can find me in the streets, not playing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that, you can find me. Of course, I'm on Twitter at ejspun61. Is pretty much on Twitter or anywhere you can find me. You search that, you'll find me on dozens of websites. I'm sure I use that name everywhere. Um, so yeah, ejspun61 there. Uh, go to vgu.tv. A nice sexy URL for our website wow. that I'm really happy that Al was able to claim. Uh, go there. You can listen to Keeping It 100 if you want to hear me ramble about all these random games that I love so much. Um, make some hard decisions. And, you know, Players Club podcast. I do some writing on there, too. I really podcast more than write. But, um, yeah, go on there if you want to see the stuff that I do for VGU.TV. I, I'm on Twitch as well. Uh, EJ Spun 61 with an underscore at the end because reasons. Um <laughs> And yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me. Twitter is the central location, um, but yeah, everything else kind of spreads out from there. And um, now that I've had a lot of eyes on me because of this whole situation that's going on, so I gotta like make one of those proper like, "Hi, this is my pinned tweet. Here's everything I'm about." <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm gonna do one of those in a minute. But um, yeah, that's where you can find me, and there's a link in my just in my bio on Twitter for all my stuff. So yeah, that's the long and short of that. Like 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 always, man. It's always so great to fucking have you on the show. It really is, and, and having you on on Absolutely. such short notice with what's going on right now, um, you are fantastic. So thank you so much, man. Bottom of my heart. Pre- thank you, thank you. Thanks for opening the doors. And Kyle, is is it safe? Do you want to do you want to drop your 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 Twitter handle? Or are we still keeping you safe from Last of Us Two sure. spoilers? Go for it. It it, it it's fine. Uh, Who that Ninja seventy three? Um, that's it for now. Okay. Just go out, read up Black Lives Matter. Look up whatever you can. Uh, resources in the description. I'll send Joe that June thing mm-hmm. that I'll be partaking in. So I suggest everybody. If you want to learn about what it's like to be black in America, you should be reading along with me. All right. Awesome. And yeah. I will give you, there's actually a really nice link that I found for the Black Lives Matter uh, for all donations, all petitions and stuff. Someone concised it into a really nice link where you can go to every single victim's donation campaign, every single petition. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to send that to you, Joe, see if you want to use that as Absolutely. well. So that's fantastic. Yeah. And yeah, um, 
with with that said, you can find us on PS Trophy Room on Twitter, uh, the Casa de Bad Bit Discord server. You can find the show on uh, the video version on YouTube at Bad Bit Games on YouTube. Uh, and also, just a little bit of announcement uh, for, for future people watching this months in advance. Yikes. <laughs> if, hey, for people watching in like the distant future and you're like, what are they referencing? Like, what, what's, what's the big event? Turn your space books to chapter... 11 uh to year 2020 it's section 17 uh dude shit was wild this year let me tell you something uh with that said we're doing something for uh the black lives matter uh uh, charity uh i will be streaming i don't know what i'll be streaming on friday saturday and sunday um definitely at 1 p.m until i can't do it no longer uh and yeah we're gonna try to raise some money um, it's the literal least I can do in these times. So if you want to join us, uh, even if you can't throw a buck their way, that's absolutely fine. Just join us, have fun, you know, camaraderie and all that jazz. So with all that said, and with all that out of the way, everybody.
keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation. <laughs>